grace and peace. It's me, Lola. I hope you guys are having the most amazing day. I was sitting down and doing some work and deciding to shift gears and switch into another project. And as I was doing it, I said, hmm, I want to come on and tell people how I do the work of a team as one person. And when you see that, you may think that, oh man, that's kind of arrogant you say that. No, <laughs> it's not arrogant. I'm telling you a real life thing. I do a lot of things. I do a lot of work in the course of a week and I do it all mostly as one person. Dante is super supportive and he's amazing, but Dante has to do something for 40 hours a week and I have to leave him alone. So <laughs> I can't bother him all the time. I have to do things and put practices in place that help me. Now, the reason that I titled this and I put in the caption, real life practices that help me do the work of a team is because sometimes you hear people give you tips and strategies and stuff that works in theory, but in actual practice, it has not worked for them. Or they're teaching you something that they've heard and haven't necessarily applied yet. Now, am I against that? No, I am not. Because when you go to school, you learn stuff that you are learning to put into practice in theory. You haven't done it yet. If you go to college, if you go to high school, if you continue your education, if you go to Bible study, if you go and get some certificates. If you go on YouTube and learn something, you're learning something that's fresh and new and you haven't yet put it into practice, but you could still teach somebody and tell somebody that. But there's a different level of insight that comes through experience. There's a different level of insight that comes when you've taken something that you've learned and they've said to you, okay, in theory, this works and you've put it into practice because when you put it into practice, you can see what really works for you you can adjust what you're doing. You can realize that on your own, there are things that you're doing that work that maybe you haven't told anyone yet. So that's what I'm here to do. I wanna tell you how I do the work of a team as one person and very real life practices that I do every day that help me. Now, I'm gonna make a promise to you. I promise you, and I rarely do this, you're not gonna hear me say I promise anything, but I promise you, that if you take what I'm telling you and you start practicing this stuff daily in 30 days, you're going to see a shift in your productivity. You're going to see a shift even in how you feel. You're going to see a shift in your life and with what you're able to accomplish. Okay. That's how strongly I believe in what I'm telling you and what I'm about to share with you. Now I give insight like this all the time. But this year, I'm going to start sharing more stuff, more spontaneous stuff, more of my insider tips, more of the secrets that I learned from doing the work that I do. And if you want to be a part of that and get insight on that, then join my Facebook group. It's called The Smoking Profit, Dreamers Ignited. And it's a community to enrich people in the creative economy. I don't wear the chief hat. I don't have all the answers. We work together and we help each other grow. So that's what that community is all about. So yeah, let's get on into it and go on into what I want to share with you. You are listening to the Smoking Profit Podcast with your hosts, Dante and Lola, who are here and ready to resource you spiritually, creatively, and socially so that you can live life and live life better so that you can do life and do life better. 
with inspiration that is actionable, kick back and listen, because your life is about to be transformed. So these are four things that help me just be extremely productive and help me to do the work of a team as one person. So the first thing is I make notes to myself daily. Daily, I'm writing something and telling myself to do something. When thoughts interrupt my mind, say, for example, I'm sitting down and I'm working on one project and then this thought comes up in my head. I don't just leave that thought sitting there. I write that thought down. I get it out of my head and I record it and I get it on to paper. And the reason that I do that is because I want to help my brain work. And I know that when my mind is reminding me of something, it's using gas is what I call it, but it's brain fuel. It's using energy. And I want to conserve my energy for my hardest tasks, for my most meaningful work. So I don't want my brain steadily trying to remind me Hey, Lola, don't forget this. Hey, Lola, did you do that? Hey, Lola, you need to do that next. So when these thoughts invade my mind, I write them down. I make notes to self. Sometimes I'll put a note to self and a reminder and set an alarm so that it goes off at a certain time and I can come back to it. Because whether you know it or not, when your brain is reminding you of something, even if you're not thinking about it, in the background, subconsciously, your mind is continuously working to keep that thought fresh so that you don't forget it. So that's why you want to write it down. And I learned that in this really amazing book that I read several years ago called The Organized Mind by Daniel Levitin. You guys can look it up, but it's called The Organized Mind by Daniel Levitin, Thinking Straight in the Age of Information Overload. So that's the first thing that I do, okay? So you take that and apply it to your life. As you're working today, as you're working tomorrow, as you're working next week at your job, if you're a business owner, whatever you're doing with your family, if you're a stay-at-home parent, as you're working, when thoughts invade your mind, get them out of your head and get them down on the paper, okay? The next thing that I want to tell you is I block off time for my work to avoid distractions. In the mornings, my body doesn't really get ready to work until about 10 o'clock. I can work before then, but I like to get my household settled. I'm a mom, I have children. I like to make sure they're settled and they're good before I try to start doing work or else me trying to get them settled is gonna disrupt me. And to avoid all of that, I know that, hey, my work time to start is about 10 o'clock. And then once I start working, I close the door and I shut off distractions, even with my phone. But I work with people and I have their number on like an emergency access list. So their calls and their text messages come through in case it's something I need to look at immediately. But even for them, like I'll mute the notifications just so that I'm able to work uninterrupted. Now, this is why I do that. It takes your brain between 23 to 25 minutes to get into a state of where you're really, really focusing and you're really, really working and you're really, really hitting that stride. Like it's under 30 minutes. I forgot the specific number, but it takes about that long. So if I'm constantly being interrupted, that means that I'm making my brain work harder and I don't want to do that. I want to be as resourceful as I can and as intentional as I can with the energy that I have so I can save that 
for my most meaningful work so I can save that for the really, really tough stuff. So I block off time that I don't want to be interrupted. And I usually do that at the beginning of the day. The reason that I do it at the beginning of the day is because your brain gets tired of working after a while. So I don't want to spend time doing stuff all day long. And then at six o'clock, I'm trying to do some intentional work. I don't want to do that. At that point, my mind is tired of making decisions. The thing that is called is actual decision fatigue. Your brain hits this place where it has decision fatigue. It's tired of making decisions and you make really bad ones. Okay. Or you just say, Hey, I don't care. I've told my family that plenty of times, like at about seven o'clock, my brain is shutting down. You've been working for a while. So it's time for you to just no more decisions, no more deep, meaningful thinking, just rest and relax, do whatever you want to do, but just don't ask me to work. Okay. So that's the next thing that I do. So what you can do to put the practice that I just told you into place is to block off time for you to do important work block off time for you to work without interruptions. And you're probably thinking, okay, well, how do I do this if I have bosses that are calling on me, if I have clients that are calling on me, if I'm a manager and I have a team that's calling on me, you let them know that your calendar is closed during a certain time. You just block off that time for yourself and you take as much as you can, okay? So you just block off that time, you let them know, hey, I'm unavailable between these hours. Put it on your calendar. When I worked in corporate America, we could share our calendars with people through Outlook. So you can share your calendar with them and you can block off that time so that they can see, oh, between the hours of 10 and 1, Lola's unavailable. Or they can see between the hours of whatever it is, between 7 and 9, like you're unavailable. They can see this and they can leave you alone. Okay. Now, the third thing that I do to help me do the work of a team as one person is I segment my work into different days. So I do a combination of things, like all types of things. I play around with websites. I can edit audio. I can create videos. I can create graphics. I write, I do content writing. I write emails. I write real content like blogs and all kinds of stuff. I do so much stuff, but if I try to do all of that stuff in one day, it's a lot. So what I do is look at what I have to do and I segment things off. So I may say, okay, on Monday, I'm working on emails. And then on Tuesday, I got some videos to edit. I'm going to edit videos. And on Wednesday, this is what I'm going to do. And the reason that I do that is so that I don't put more stress on my brain by having it constantly switching to different tasks and to multiple things. When I hit a zone with emails, I want to stay in that zone. If I'm writing content, I want to stay in the zone of writing. If I'm designing something, then I want to stay in that creative space where I'm designing. I don't want to be designing something and then I got to switch over and do some writing and then I got to switch over and do this. I don't want to do that. It's too hard. It's a lot of work. So that's what I do to help me do the work of a team as one person. How can you put that into practice? Look at what your assignments are at work and see what things are similar, okay? And see how you can block them off. Manage yourself. That's something that I learned a long time ago. The best way to stay marketable and hireable is to learn how to manage yourself really well. And these are strategies that I'm teaching you to help you manage yourself so that your boss, so that your clients, 
so that your team will look at you and be like, wow, this person is an incredible leader. They are doing so well, or wow, this person is incredible at what they're doing. Let me give them more work. Let me tell somebody else about them because this person is just amazing. So that is tip number three. Let me go ahead and get on to the last tip, the very last one, tip number four. So this is probably my fave thing. Let me tell you a little bit about my personality. I like to get things done. I'm an executor. So when I start something, like I want to finish it. And sometimes it is almost debilitating because I will hit this place of hyper-focus where I want to stay zoned in on something until I get it done. And it's like, bam, you don't need to do that. Like you just wrote all this copy. You did all this content writing. Now you're trying to design something and lay it out on a website. Like, no, you need to break this up. This is too much work. Like you're doing way too much. If you break it up, it'll be a lot better than what it is. So this is something that I use to help me keep the energy of that hyper-focus. I'm getting it done. I know what I'm doing, but also to give myself breaks and to rest and to take days or weeks to complete projects versus just one day or a few hours or one setting. So when I'm working on a project and I feel like I need to come to a stopping point, I actually make a note to self of what I need to do. Like I put in my head, okay, well, what are you wanting to do next? And I'll make a note to self and I'll type that in there. And the reason that I'm doing that is so that when I pick that project back up, I'm not starting from a place of no inspiration. I'm not starting from scratch. I'm taking all of that work that my brain was doing I'm making a note of it and then I'm building on it the next time I pick up the project. Now, how can you put this practice into your life? If you have projects like me, you can do the same thing. Or at the end of each day, when you're settling and you're stopping your work and you're preparing to end your work day, you can make a note of the things that you need to do tomorrow. You can just make a little note to self and then stick it on your computer if you're like me and you have a planner, you can stick it in your planner. You can put it in there on the next day so that when you open it up, you see, oh, this is right where I need to start from. I give myself a place to start. I don't just like starting from scratch. I build on all of the energy, all of the excitement, all of whatever I had from the previous day. Now, keep in mind that you can be flexible. If you put something on your list on a sticky note, to take care of the next day and then you feel like you need to shift directions you can be flexible it's okay to be flexible that's a beautiful quality to have that's it so i just gave you guys four practices that actually help me in real life it's not just theory like these things help me do the work of a team as one person i'm going to recap it really quickly and go back over it so here are the four things that help me to do the work of a team as one person. So first, when my thoughts interrupt my mind, when my thoughts come in and say, hey, you got to do this, I write them down. I write them down because I know that subconsciously my mind is going to try to continue to remind me of that thing that it wants me to remember. And that's going to use brain energy. And I don't want to waste brain energy on that. I want to save my energy. I want to save my focus. I want to save my willpower for my most meaningful tasks and for things that are important to me and for things that are in front of me, okay? So then the next thing that I do, I actually block off time to work to avoid distractions. So I'm unavailable between certain times. I'm unavailable. That's it. I cannot turn and pivot because I'm in a place of focus and I want to get this stuff done. The third thing that I do is I dedicate certain days to specific tasks. 
So I don't like to do everything in one day. I can do it. So if I'm writing some content and if I'm designing something, I don't want to write the content and design it in one day. I want to block off time and do content writing here and then come back the next day and go over here and do some design stuff. I don't want to keep switching tasks and causing my mind to get out of that place of focus because it takes energy for it to get back there. It doesn't just take energy. It takes time. Like you're using time. Your brain is taking between 23 to 25 minutes to get into that place of focus work. I'm in a good stride. I'm in a good place. And then the last thing that I do when I'm working on projects, when I have something that I'm leaving unfinished, I don't just leave it unfinished. I make notes to myself. I write down what I need to do, what I need to complete so that when I pick the task back up, I'm not just starting blank. I'm not looking at it like, whoa, what was I doing here? None of this makes sense. This isn't working for me. I have a launching pad that I'm already starting on. I'm already in the groove when I get back to doing the work. And you can take that. And like at the end of the day, I suggest everyone does this. Or not even at the end of the day, when you finish your work. Because sometimes for me, I finish my work late and my children complain. But anyways, when you finish your work, just make a little note so that you have a place to start from the next day. Okay. I hope this helped you all. I told you, I made this promise at the beginning. If you do what I'm telling you to do, if you take these four things and you put them into practice consistently, then you're going to see results in 30 days. You're going to see results in 30 days. I promise you that. And the reason I can do that is because this is what I do and it helps me to function and to be happy and content. I'm not frustrated. I'm not angry because, oh my gosh, I got all of this to do. It's like, no, come on, hit it, girl. You got it. Come on, get this stuff done. So yeah, that's it. I'm going to be sharing more stuff like this in a program that I'm going to be dropping very soon. If you're interested in getting more tips like this, then I want you to join my email list. I'm actually going to drop a link in the comments. Tap on that link and scroll down until you see my email is sign up. It's close to the top of the page, so you don't have to scroll far. It says, do you like what you see? Which is an inside joke between me and my husband. But I was like, that's cute. I'm going to run with it. <laughs> because let me tell you what the inside joke is. I did this video of him mocking me one day. And he says that I just disrupt him the most when we work in the same vicinity. And he's like, he just be like, babe, babe, can I show you this? Ooh, look what the cat's doing. Ooh, babe, look at this. And then... He said, I'll try to flirt with him and be like, do you like what you see? And I'm like, you sucker. But it was cute. So we went with it. We used it. <laughs> but anyways, make sure you go and tap that link and join my email list. Because as I said, I'm releasing a program that I'm really excited about where I'm going to be able to take time and share these secrets, these treasures that I have. Why am I doing that? Because I am full and I have to get it out, okay? I have to get it out. I cannot just keep all this stuff in. I have to get it out. I have to share it. I love learning. I was talking to someone yesterday and I said, learning is really my leisure activity. I love learning for fun. And so I'm just consuming information all the time. I'm consuming, I'm practicing, I'm doing stuff. And after a while, I just get really full. I'm like, I got to get it out. So if you like the tip that I just gave you, you're probably going to be a perfect candidate for the program. Some things that you're going to get will be access to my phone number. So you can actually text me. Yes, that's cool, right? Also, you're going to get these teachings where I'm going to take 10 minutes and teach you something that's going to help you 
every month. I'm going to do that. It's going to be cool. And I'm not going to hit you over the head as far as the price. Yay. That's good, right? So tap the link, join my email list so that when it comes out, you can get the notification first. Also join my private group because in my private group, I share information all the time and it doesn't cost a thing. And I'm not just the only one in the group. There's some amazing people in the group that I have to start highlighting lately and maybe pull them on so that we can really, really utilize the power of community. That is all that I have to say about that. A few things before I go. I'm Lola. I'm creator of The Smoking Prophet, a life advice brand designed to resource people spiritually, creatively, and socially. Thank you for coming on with me. I just gave you four tips that you're going to put into place today and you're going to see some results from. Those four tips are going to help you to do the work of a team as one person. If you didn't catch all the tips, go back and listen to the replay. I just encourage you to listen to it on your downtime and also go to my website and scroll down to do you like what you see and put your email in there. So you can be a part of my email list. If you join my email list, I send out resources there, but also you'll get notified about this program that I'm about to do that I'm really, really excited about where I'm going to be able to give information that is going to help you just in so many ways. And you'll get my phone number so you can text me. All right, I'm out of here. I love y'all guys. You guys, I love y'all everyone. Have the most amazing weekend. I don't know why I'm getting tongue-tied. I think I'm just really excited. I am really, really excited, you guys. Like, just really, really excited about life. And I know that it's a lot that's happening, but just because there's so much disruption and agitation, there's so much opportunity. And if I can leave you with one thought right now, I want to leave you with this. You don't have to do what you're doing anybody's way other than your own. Now is a great time for you to just do it your way and watch what happens, okay? watch what happens. I'm out of here. Love you. Love you guys. Bye.